Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. This is your host, Morgan. Today, it's kind of settled down a little bit, and it seems to be kind of burning itself out. I want to talk about the fire that was started and the social media shit show that went down on YouTube between the beauty guru top dogs Tati James Charles Jeffree Star primarily though between Tati and James Charles and it brings up some interesting points that ties into sex positive movement and LBGT community and And it also ties in some interesting points about social media and some of the good, bad, and ugly of influencers and that new concept and how detrimental and how mob mentality works. So it brings up a lot of interesting social points and societal points that not a lot of people are willing to recognize. And I almost didn't want to do this episode. And I will say that I have watched Tati's videos, James Charles videos, and a few of the Jeffree Star videos. And I've also seen a few of the ones that have come out from people, like, commenting on it. And I will say this. When I first heard about it, because it was in um, a recommendation, because I'm a girl, derp, derp, derp. I used to be a stripper, derp, derp, derp. So... Of course, I like looking up tutorials, and I'm not going to lie, for a minute there, I really don't wear a lot of makeup, and in my younger years, I didn't really have a lot of experience with makeup. I'm also, like, late 80s, early 90s kid here, so... We didn't really, I mean, I watched YouTube come to be. I knew the internet before YouTube even fucking existed or let alone MySpace or Facebook. So, trust me, when I played with makeup, I had that awkward, holy shit, did you just look at a picture of Mimi from the Drew Carey show? All the little chicks with crimson lips says Cleveland rocks. And did you, like, take a page from Homer Simpson and have the makeup shotgun blow a whole shit ton of makeup on your face and make you look like a clown? Like, I was not that great at makeup. So, of course, I watched some of the beauty community stuff. And, of course, I watched tutorials because I like to look good for myself from time to time. And I know that I'm not that great. And that it's always great to have inspiration. So. But 
but I don't really follow a lot of beauty channels. I just look up like, ooh, some fun, cool updos, how to do certain braids, and then, ooh, date night hair or date night makeup and stuff like that. Like, whatever. So, every once in a while, so of course, being a female, I know what the beauty community is about. Do I really follow a lot of the major, major heavy hitters? No. But shit does pop up every once in a while in my recommended. And that was one of them. Because it just about damn near broke the fucking internet. And even made its way to national news outlets that they were commenting on it. So... When that all first broke, it just piqued my curiosity and interest. And I just had to delve into it. And we're going to talk about first reactions and then breaking it down. So, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. It's going to be a little rambling and a little rambly because I always ramble. Derp, derp. So, long intro, but that's what we're going to talk about. And of course, this is just my thoughts and opinions. So sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy. Okay, so we all know that Tati is a beauty guru, and for those that don't, she's a beauty guru that made a video that it started off with an Instagram story, I believe, of no makeup and just in tears about an hour or so after her protege and friend, James Charles, did an advertisement, kind of, for a competitor to her vitamins or whatever. And she did a 43, because I've heard so many people say... 45 minute video that's a smackdown of James Charles 48 minute video Tati's 48 minute video of a smackdown of James Charles and then James Charles responded with an Instagram post of a public apology followed by a video then Jeffree Star of course had to weigh in and then it just blew the fuck up well if you don't know about this, then by all means, go look it up yourself. Because <laughs> I'm going to get into it a little bit, but I'm not going to go like so far down it. Because we're going to go down, like, I don't know. We are going to go down it, but whatever. So... I saw a video that was talking in my recommended 
on YouTube. And I was just like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, I've seen Tati before. And I do appreciate her tutorials and stuff, but I don't follow her. Whatever, because I don't follow a lot of people on a lot of creators on YouTube. I don't really subscribe to a whole bunch. Just a personal choice of mine. Um, because I don't know, I'm just so ADD sometimes. <laughs> I just, I go on my, like, binges, but then I get bored and yeah, so, but that's not what we're talking about. So, what happened was, is Tati is a, what we would call a beauty guru and a social media influencer in the beauty community. And she posted up a 43 minute and I believe 18 second video calling out her former friend and former protege, James Charles. And I watched that video in its entirety, just like I watched James Charles's video in its entirety, like all of their videos from their mouths, because I always believe in going straight to the source. The video that showed up in my recommended was not straight from the source. It was just a whole, oh, scandal. <laughs> And it briefly touched on it and was enough to make me go, wait, what? And I watched probably about a minute and a half, two minutes of that video and was like, fuck this, pause, let's go to the source. Because <laughs> that's just how I am. I'm a research type and I believe that you have to go to the source if the source is willing to speak. And so I went to the source <laughs> and I watched Tati's 43 minute, 18 second long video. The first one where it was titled by sister. And as I was watching this and listening to her, I was just like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I know that you're probably like late twenties at the very most, mid-30s. You're technically what I would consider an actual mature, responsible adult with life experience under your belt. And I get that you're hurt, but to me, it was a very emotional, off-the-cuff type video with some serious allegations. And when you throw out some serious allegations, that's when I'm kind of like, oh dang. And I didn't exactly go, fuck James Charles. No, that was not at all. My response was, okay, you're throwing out some serious allegations here that's not like you don't you don't say shit like this at all this is somebody's life and it's not just their career that you are going to potentially mess up these are real world consequences to these real world serious allegations and 
I do not like. It's just a personal thing on my point on for me that this whole innocent until proven guilty that everybody gets that chance and that opportunity to prove their innocence. And I saw the video of the waiter who came out that was implicated in Tati's original video of calling out James Charles. And when I was watching that video, because she implicated that James Charles had manipulated and tried to trick, took advantage of a young man who didn't quite understand or really wasn't sure what his sexual orientation was. But she said straight, like, you tried to manipulate a straight man into thinking that he was gay yet again. And you took advantage of a young man who's just learning, who's coming into adulthood and learning about his sexuality. And it's like, okay, hold the phone. What I know of James Charles, which isn't a whole hell of a lot. I know more about Tati and Jeffree Star than I do of James Charles. And what I do know of James Charles is that he's fucking 19 years old. I'm 32. Not afraid, no shame in my game, of my age. I believe in aging gracefully. Because guess what? We're all gonna age. That's one thing that everybody has in common. And the fact that we're all going to die someday is another. Death is one thing that we all have unanimously in fucking common. Unless, of course, you know, there's some werewolves and, like, vampires and immortals running around somewhere. But that's a whole conspiracy theory and crazy paranormal bullshit that we're just not even going to (laughs) touch. Like, but I mean, but for the most part. Death is something that we all have in common. So, and as a grown, so aging gracefully is like one thing that I'm very, you can't fight it. So you may as well just accept it and roll with it and enjoy the ride because it's a very short ride. Trust me on that. (laughs) So... So to hear a grown woman say something like that about a younger person, a significantly younger adult. Yes, he is an adult, but he is still a developing adult himself. Because also, like I also try and rationalize in science and I've got seven years healthcare experience background so on having like a more in-depth but not doctorate's degree understanding of the human body helps a lot and it's like he is 19 years old I know that like scientifically speaking from a biological standpoint and a medical standpoint that we have scientifically proven that women do develop a lot faster than men And they are mentally and 
physically mature faster than men and that men typically mentally and physically mature at a slower rate than women most females quit growing and hit physical maturity by the time they are at least 17 they can continue like breast development um but like and that sort of and little different little things um don't stop developing on a woman until she's at least 20 but and mentally until she's at least 20 but height and sexual maturity hits at a lot younger age and usually women are sexually mature as in reproductive organs and stuff like that and bodies being able to handle babies and and growth of our bones and our height our body types typically women hit that at 17 to 20 years old men on the other hand males on the other hand typically do not stop physically maturing such as foot the size of their feet their height they do not hit those peaks and where they're going to be until father time ravages their bodies when they're older and they start shrinking and stuff like they don't hit that and they don't stop growing until they are between the ages of 22 to some rare cases 25 years old most men hit their physical maturity of their bodies by the time they are typically on average 22 to 25 I have brothers and I can tell you that one of my brothers swore up and down that like oh no I'm not six foot I'm only 5'11 and turns out and he was like 19 when he said this turns out he didn't actually stop growing until he was 23 years old and he hit the six foot six foot one because you know half an inch you can either round down or round up whatever but he's like six and a half feet tall and he didn't stop growing until he was 24 years old and he hit the six and a half a tall mark at 24 years old and then we've also scientifically proven that women don't mentally mature until mental development brain development till they're about 25 to 27 men typically don't mentally mature until they're about 30 to 35 years old. Okay. Knowing that, hearing a grown woman talk about a 19-year-old male, man, the way she did, it was like something just that doesn't sit right that because he 
may know his sexuality. He may know that and identifies as gay and he knows that about himself and more power to him. But he himself is still developing and still maturing. And you, and that's like the one thing. And also being a parent, that is another thing. That is like one thing that when I do have younger friends, I have to remind myself, how were you when you were that age? How were the people around you when you were that age? And as a parent, I have to remind myself, think about, don't get so super upset. Think about and remember when you were that age and what you did. Really, they're not all that different. So, and come at it like that. Like, yes, I understand. I was five once too. And I know that if I did something wrong and I was going to get in trouble, I was a horrible liar. Still am to this day, actually. But I was a horrible liar, but, you know, I was learning how to lie at five years old. So then when my kids kind of push that lie boundary and they're learning how to lie, it's kind of like, okay, let's give you some grace and let's give you some understanding. And that will help then curb my response so that way it's not such an emotional response, but let's have a rational response. To help correct that behavior. So. With that being said. For those of you. I just want to go into the main key players here real quick. And so with that being said. Let's go into who Tati Westbrook is. She is 37 years old. She is married to a man named James Westbrook. She is a former image consultant turned makeup artist and here's another thing that makes me raise my eyebrows just a little bit she is a child actress known for her work on the show greek in 2007 and unsolved mysteries in 1990 there was another date of 1987 to 1990 um her father Cindy Kirvins is a talent agent slash manager and she has two sisters Erica Crivens and Sabrina Crivens I'm probably butchering their last name but they are both actresses and Tati also appeared in 100 episodes of Amazon's Style Code Live as their LA-based beauty correspondent. She has sponsored posts for companies like Clinique and other sponsorships for products that would not appeal to her audience or that, that would correction that would appeal to her audience but yet not damage her brand because she is an entrepreneur 
And she makes an estimated $1.3 million a year via YouTube and her brand, Halo Beauty, which is primarily hair, skin, and nail supplement vitamin vitamins. And as of July 2018, her net worth is close to $3.1 million. Her husband, James Westbrook, 43, he's 43 years old. He has a son named Taylor, who is from a previous relationship. He married Tati in 2017, and they had been dating since 2012. And so Tati is a stepmom, and there's not a lot on her husband, but he was working. He does appear on her channel quite frequently in quite a few videos, and he, she explained what kind of work he did in his job in her by sister video, which he works in the industry, meaning L.A., Los Angeles industry of, like, dealing with models and actors, actresses, talent stuff. So while Tati was born in Seattle, Washington, um, and her husband was born in California, they both, he works in the industry while Tati's father worked as a talent scout worked as a talent scout and both her sisters are actresses and she herself has a history of being an actress that's really important to me to understand the main players in this you kind of have to understand their past and James Charles is a 19-year-old young man. He started his YouTube channel in December of 2015. He graduated high school June 2017. On October 11th, 2016, he became the first male spokesman for CoverGirl. And he has a net worth estimated of about $12 million. And then we have Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star is 34 years old. He is known for um, being the most followed person um, as of by 2006 on MySpace. This is kind of where his career started. Uh, He used MySpace to further his music and fashion career. By 2014, he founded his e-commerce makeup brand using all of his life savings. So more power to him because he took a risk and it paid off. So good on him. American dream right there. His music career ended around that time and he went bankrupt with an uncertain future. Again, that's why he sank all of his life savings. 
into his his brand. He started his YouTube channel <clears throat> to promote his makeup brand and products. And because of his MySpace following, his YouTube following absorbed that. So a lot of people that followed him on MySpace started following him on YouTube. And his following went to 13 million subscribers and over 1.5 billion views. So he's very well known and very well followed. And he has a history of controversies, which is also important because even though he's a minor player in this, I would not say that he's a major player. He just jumped on the coattails. But keep in mind his history of controversies. One of his first controversies was with Kat Von D because there was allegations of drug use, racism, and bullying. Jeffree Star was making allegations, allegedly, that Kat Von D was using drugs, racist, and was bullying. And Jeffree Star accused Kat Von D of distancing, distancing herself from him after his launching of his cosmetics brand. He accused her of using his name and making money off of it after they had separated and parted ways and ended the friendship because she had a lipstick that was named Jeffree Star. The name of the lipstick was, the color was Jeffree Star, which when he starts his own makeup brand, Jeffree Star Makeup, then yes, I clearly 100% agree with that. Then he also had a feud with Kylie Jenner because of packaging that she had used. She used a package very reminiscent to the design of packaging Jeffree Star had been using since 2014, since launching his product. And he also gave her $350 makeup brush set a negative review. And after that negative review, Kylie Jenner basically removed him from her PR list. And then he got into a controversy with her sister, Kim Kardashian. Allegations of racism... He did a video response saying that he feels sorry about all this because this controversy kind of made it big. Um, there were allegations of Jeffree Star being a racist, and she actually defended him. Then later kind of went back on it. Like, I should, it is never okay when it comes to racism. And he also, he also commented on a contour palette that she had released and that she had created and that when swatching it it just seemed a little off so because of that they kind of broke away and split ways and then we all know the shit show that happened 
with Manny MUA, Laura Lee, and Gabriel Zamora. Jeffree Star called Laura Lee pure evil. Zamora then tweeted accusations of Star being racist. However, old tweets and snaps showed that Manny MUA, Laura Lee, and Gabriel Zamora were kind of hypocrites. And so hypocrisy reigned supreme. Zamora blamed Manny and Laura as being fake friends. Laura apologized, which was ripped to shreds because she people felt that she was portraying herself as a victim. And that just never is okay, especially when there's racism accusations going around. And then it turns out that you're kind of a hypocrite and you said some racially not so nice things. <laughs> so, and then Manny MUA also posted an apology video that was also met with ripping to shreds backlash. Didn't exactly go the way those three planned. So, that being said, it's kind of important to understand this. Tati, like I said, Tati is a 37-year-old woman who is making serious allegations. She is old enough to know that what she is doing could very well not just ruin James Charles's career, but potentially see him kind of suffering a scandal and awful, awful things kind of like what the late great Michael Jackson went through when people started accusing him of sexually molesting children. And then Jeffree Star jumps in and some of some of the text messages that he allegedly sent um, James Charles after Tati's first initial video by sister you want to talk about hypocrisy yeah they were straight bullying that is like never okay to basically call somebody a sexual predator he not only did that via private text message to James Charles allegedly but he also posted some not so nice tweets that literally said that he was a that James Charles was a danger to society and that's when it really got blown the fuck up and this all happened within a two-day span like two days after Tati's video <laughs> and then of course the shit show him, like James Charles, lost over 3 million subscribers. So many memes and so many. Then the mob mentality and the witch hunt began. And then a lot of people, like we see with every controversy that comes out and every allegation of sexual misconduct, then all of a sudden we start getting these people that are basically copycats and liars. <laughs> they, they claim that, 
Oh, yes, James, they jump on that. I hate James Charles bandwagon. They jump on that instantly, and then they go, my experience with, he did this, he did this, he did this. And, of course, they never have what we now call receipts, which would be text messages and, like, screenshots of text messages, um, DMs, Facebook messages, like, correspondence, tweets and stuff. Like, nobody... They, they didn't post up the full conversation. They just, if they did have screenshots to share, they were just partial ones. And to me, there's always two sides to every story. So then, of course, James Charles's first video response to Tati's bi-sister was a kind of rushed apology and it and it was an apology so and he wasn't wearing any makeup he wasn't all done up and he actually was trying to take responsibility he's also 19 years old it looked like he had jet lag people ripped that apology to shreds and I mean, at least he apologized. Whether it was to save his career or not, at least he apologized almost instantaneously. And he had already apologized with the Instagram thing. So we're going to take a brief pause real quick. Because I need something to drink. Because this is where we're going to go a little deep. This was just the brief rundown of who the players are, the allegations that were made, and like all that. We're going to take a brief pause. Okay, and we're back. And now that we've set the scene of the key players, a bit about their background, and a bit about some of the controversies at least one of them found themselves have found themselves in in the history and nature and allegations it now starts to paint a bit of a picture James Charles went to Coachella and when he went the first weekend he didn't have a really good time so then he decided to go the second weekend and being an influencer and being well known as he is, I could see him getting mobbed by people and whatnot. And so, him reaching out to a friend, sending out an SOS help smoke signals. I need to have similar passes. I can see that, especially 19 years old. I'm getting overwhelmed. It happens. Like, even now, as an adult, if my friends found themselves in situations where they're going SOS help, then I would a hundred percent be like, got you, got you, bro, got you covered. Whether they're male or female, I call everybody bro. So the controversy, and this is where it all really begins in order to have security 
he actually does, James Charles does a very good job of explaining it, and he actually shows screenshots and everything, which makes it a bit more credible, in my opinion. And that's just me. And this is kind of my little corner of the internet, so you're going to get my opinion. Tati, Tati in her video was saying that he, she accused him of not having receipts and not showing them and being forthcoming with them, but she, which are screenshots of the conversations and all that. When she had none either. And then even in her second video response, she still had no screenshots or anything to back up what she was saying or to back up her allegations. And while I'm not saying Tati is a bad person or anything like that, never ever would I ever say that. We all have things that we need to work on. And one of the biggest things that I had with this whole thing is that being an older person and being in that mentorship role, if you took somebody under your wing and they were exhibiting behaviors that you didn't like and they were surrounding themselves with people that you claim are not good for them and that they need to surround themselves with better people, that's where my mama bear kicks in. And that's where I go, here, let me, I taught you the business, I helped you get to a certain point, and I helped you, I helped, I didn't 100% make you, but I helped you by giving you knowledge and a few access to resources to get your, to make yourself, and to teach you and educate you, and now okay, I can see that you're doing what everybody does and you're just like, yes, I'm starting to make it and I'm starting to see success. You're starting to see success and there are certain people and certain influences that I may not agree with, so let me be that person to help you and at least be able to, every once in a while, when something happens, give you my advice and my opinions. When a friend is in trouble, you don't, if you claim that they're a friend, you do not, and this is where I'm just a loyal person, you do not push them away until you have tried everything in your power and everything that you have the energy for to try and help them, especially if you're going to make the allegations of them being basically a sexual predator. Like, no, <laughs> you try to make sense of the situation and you try to like, are you really a sexual predator? Is this really what happened? No. She didn't do that. 
she just instantly was like, I'm pissed, fuck you. He needs to surround himself with better people. And I get it. Sometimes you have to cut toxic people out of your lives. And a lot of people were kind of getting annoyed with James Charles anyways prior to all this. With him apparently being arrogant and his attitude and stuff. Well, he's 19 years old. And he is fabulous. He's very pretty. I get jealous, excuse me, I get jealous that some of these guys can do makeup better than I can. I mean, there's already a lot going on out there anyways that like, great, great. Your eyebrows are more on fleek than mine. And that comes from a jealousy point. And I recognize this and understand it. And then I can go, oh, that's what that is. You are gorgeous, and I wish that I could look like you. So, hey, keep doing that. You're amazing. I still hate you for it, but you're amazing, and I'll appreciate it for what it is. I'll appreciate that you look fantastic. But darn it, I wish that I could be just as good. And part of that leads into the social norms and this whole thing brings up like everybody kept pointing out that James Charles made a lot of videos and a lot of tweets and comments where he's always like oh yeah no I like straight guys I like straight guys and he goes for straight guys or he tends to more often than not go go be attracted to straight guys And everyone's just like, oh my gosh, that's predatory behavior. Funny thing, in 2019, that people are still fucking morons. That is disgusting to me. That people instantaneously think that just because he admits that he's attracted to or that he is more, yeah, that he's attracted to straight guys, doesn't mean that he's a fucking predator. In fact, it actually reinforces the gen, like, this societal stereotype that gay men are predators, and they prey on straight guys, and it reinforces those negative stereotypes that everybody has been trying so hard to just not like they've been trying so hard to kind of break it which brings us into human sexuality and how it's a very interesting thing and how it is a total gray area like Even the Kinsey scale, even Kinsey himself, who came up with the Kinsey scale, even admitted that within the scale, it still doesn't cover everybody and everything, and people throughout their lives can start in one of the six categories, or one of the seven categories, and shift 
and move around because as we mature and we figure ourselves out more different ages different stages different physiological stages means different curiosities and different preferences different maturity stages means different preferences and different just different everybody grows and everybody figures themselves out more and more and more as they gain experience and the only way to gain experience is to make mistakes and learn from them it's when you can admit that you have made a mistake when you can accept personal responsibility for the mistakes that you have made because you can only take credit for you you can't take credit for anybody else and you can't change anybody else you can only change yourself and so what I really do appreciate about James Charles and this doesn't mean that I'm pro James Charles because I think everybody involved should have handled it more privately but Tati especially being an older woman should have handled it with more grace and more maturity than what she did and that's the only negative thing I'm gonna say on that well and she shouldn't have made some serious fucking allegations because that's just that's why I cannot get behind something like the hashtag me too movement because you do have so many false reporters and there's so much misinformation and there's people that are just looking for their 15 minutes in the spotlight because with every good controversy a nobody can become a somebody and even when it comes out that they were lying and that they just jumped on and joined the bandwagon and practiced mob mentality they still in a disgusting deplorable completely taking an advantage kind of way and that is true predatory behavior personally then they still somehow stay in the limelight but they're like the outliers they stay on the edge the perimeter of the limelight but they're still in it they're not in the dark like everybody else and they don't disappear into complete obscurity they might disappear for a few years and then something else happens and they get drugged right back in look at the little cast me outside how about that girl Ugh, and that's the one thing that I just can't stand about social media. I guess. The mob mentality. It is disgusting, and you are not a good person if you send any one of these people any sort of things like, you should kill yourself, you're a despicable, disgusting human being, you're a monster, you're not fit for society. Like, if, if anybody sent any of those messages or anything similar to those messages to Tati, James Charles especially, or even Jeffree Star, or anybody in general, you are no better 
then the kid that goes into a school and shoots them up. Like, seriously, you are pushing somebody to their absolute limits. Treat others how you want to be treated. That's, at the end of the day, that's where it comes down to. You just treat others how you want to be treated. And don't jump on your moral high horse if you've ever done anything because you have no moral compass and you don't have any moral ground to stand on. Because that is disgusting and despicable. I mean, we've all learned about the witch hunts. Like, the witch trials, the Salem witch trials, and we learn about, like, the the English witch hunts and stuff that went down. And everybody goes, oh my god, that's like a dark chapter of human history. Oh my god, that's so horrible. Oh, that's so... Like, how could people do that? And yet, like, with this James Charles controversy... It and him being called a predator and stuff, that's what it kind of turned into. That whole mob mentality, grab your pitchforks, gotta kill the beast. You have Gaston saying, looky here, he's got fangs, he's got hair, he'll come and steal your children in the night. And they don't, like, they didn't know the beast. And children weren't disappearing from the village. Like, and yet everybody in the village, and it's so terrifying and it's so shocking and it's just so abhorrent that then it's like, yes, kill the beast. Yes, kill the beast. And really, that's just not okay. And that is the one thing that I hate about these controversies and stuff is that it brings out the really ugly side of people and the worst part is is that we have seen it happen so many times within the last four or five years particularly within the last three years because the Jeffree Star Manny MUA Laura Lee Gabriel's moron stuff like that whole controversy happened like last year to a year and a half two years ago I mean and it was just a brutal slaughter and the hypocrisy of it all because again going into Jeffree Star jumping on Tati's coattails and being basically gassed on and raising the alarms is completely disgusting and despicable and then people are quick to and then with him deleting tweets everybody's like "Ooh, why are you deleting past tweets and then dragging that up. We saw it with Kevin Hart where people drug up some of his past tweets from 10 years ago. Thus fucking him out of the um, being the host of the Oscars or the Golden Globes. It was the Golden Globes. And because, oh, he's anti-gay. And now... And that was just at the beginning. This that, that was January. That was back in December 2018, January 2019. Are you fucking kidding me? And now all of a sudden, James Charles is a predator. And oh my gosh. And then it just brings up this whole like, and it reinforces that Kevin Hart, a tweet from 10 years ago, fucking absolutely ruined his opportunity to be the host of the Golden Globes 
or at least it was one of the main factors into it. People will say there was other factors, but let's be real. That was the main one that made all the headlines. So that's what did it. And it's disgusting because then it's like, oh, well, because the year before that, the 2018 global um, Golden Globes, everybody was like, Black Lives Matter. And it's so whitewashed. Hollywood is so whitewashed. And where are all, where's our black representatives? When will we have a black host? And then, of course, when Kevin Hart gets approached and asked to do it, it's like, oh, hey, look, finally, there you guys go. There, there you go. And then, but because he made a tweet about, um, that was like basically painting him as anti-gay, because it was a tweet about his son, if he ever came home and saw his son, son playing with his daughter's Barbies or whatever, he would smash the dollhouse over his head or, or something like that. And then everybody's like, oh, no, we can't have him because he's anti-LBGT. He's homophobic. He's a bigot. And it's like, bro, like, what the fuck is going on? And... So, like, here's something for y'all. Here's a fun and interesting fact. So, like, calling James Charles and everybody, and everybody focusing on him being attracted, himself admittedly being attracted to straight guys. And then people quick to point out that Jeffree Star in the past has commented that like where are all the straight guys at and that he was no better than James Charles in some ways he's worse is how some of these fucking drama bullshit was painting it interesting thing when we go into human sexuality and there's an article on lehmiller.com and it's why gay men may be attracted to straight men and there are four possible theories according to this where one their gay men are attracted to straight men because there's the attraction to masculinity straight men on average are more likely to conform to masculine gender roles and gender norms. And a lot of gay men, especially gay men like James Charles, like Jeffree Star, that are kind of androgynous, that wear makeup and are very effeminate and look feminine. Duh. Duh, of course they're going to be attracted to a more masculine man or a man that portrays himself as more masculine. Not saying that they themselves are, because I'm not them, but that's one reason why gay men seem to be attracted to straight men. Um, another possible theory is attraction to the BDSM because the straight guy porn consumed on game gay sites features a lot of things of dominance and submission and that's just again when talking about sex positivity 
that's just a kink. That's just a fetish and a fantasy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's healthy as long as it's consensual. And it's just an expression of your sexuality. There are many, many women that are into BDSM. Because look at... There was three fucking movies and best-selling novel trilogy called... Oh yeah, was, wasn't that Fifty Shades of Grey and that malarkey? And... By the way, the original Fifty Shades of Grey, which is way more intense than Fifty Shades of Grey and way more, ooh, would be, I forget Anne Rice's pen name for erotica, but Anne Rice did erotica and she did the whole Claiming of Sleeping Beauty series, which is phenomenal and fantastic. And you should definitely read it because it is, it also gives an interesting look into humanity and like psychology of humanity. It's also way more better. It is way better. And way more of a thrilling read. If you get my drift. And you know what I mean, Jelly Bean. Than Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey is like a bastardized version of if Twilight and the Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. If the Claiming of Sleeping Beauty trilogy and Twilight fucked and had a kid that would be the bastard redheaded stepchild that nobody really likes no offense to redheads or gingers because i love redheads so and again the fact that we have to apologize for everything because it's like a profession now to be offended whatever you don't like what i have to say don't follow me don't listen to my podcast but um but anyways back on track a third possible theory is wanting what you can't have i.e being turned on by the forbidden fruit or something that's taboo we see this all the time with teenagers you keep telling them alcohol oh you shouldn't no underage drinking no drugs and what happens everybody wants to try drugs Everybody wants to drink because every single time you tell them not to do something, I'm a mom, I've got three kids. And every single time I tell my toddlers not to do something, the three-year-old and the two-year-old don't do it. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, they're doing it. They're just like, ah, don't touch the stove, it's hot. Don't touch the stove, it's hot. Don't touch the oven, it is hot. And what do they do? They touch the fucking oven and they burn them themselves. And then you're like, well... Should have told you, okay, go ahead, touch it. Because I do reverse psychology all the time on my kids. I'm like, no, don't do that. And then I'm like, you know what? Go ahead, do that. No, no, this is fun, right? And I'll join right in. And then they look at me. They stop and they look at me and they're just like, oh, never mind. I'll just, instead of jumping on the couch, I'll just sit on the couch. Nine out of ten times that works. Every once in a while, it actually encourages them. And then I have to do the whole mom thing of no we don't jump on the couch but and that makes sense too and then for the fourth possible theory is a desire for acceptance from a group that often rejects gay men and that makes sense too we want we as humans want to be accepted we 
like finding our tribe. We are pack herd animals. At the end of the day, we're fucking animals. We really are. No different. The only thing that's different is that we have opposable thumbs and that we are actually very well aware of our own demise. (laughs) So, like, much past that. Of our own fleeting existence. Much past that. We're pretty much animals. And we all just want to be accepted. So, and when... So... A lot of this makes sense on a psychological level. And then when you actually research this and everything, a 19-year-old young adult man, is it any wonder that he is attracted to, especially someone like James Charles, who is known for makeup and was... A spokesperson for CoverGirl. I remember seeing that commercial, seeing that ad. My fiance even saw it. And he was like, wait, wait, was that, is that a transgender? Is that a girl? Is that a guy? And I was like, no, no, it's a guy. And he's like, wow, okay. Like, even he couldn't really tell. Male, female, whatever. Even by the haircut, because these days with all this inclusive equality, there are some girls that have a haircut very similar to James Charles. And he's like, is that a girl? Is it a guy? What? Oh, it's a guy. Yeah. Damn, babe. You should take pointers from him. He could help you with your makeup. Ah, funny you should mention that. Teehee. He has tutorials. So, and then, like I said earlier, there's the Kinsey scale of sexuality. And it is a way to gauge one's sexuality. And it ranges from zero to six. Zero being exclusively heterosexual and six being exclusively homosexual. And there is a seventh category, X which is no sociosexual contacts or relations. And even Kinsey himself recognized that these seven categories could not fully capture every individual's sexuality. And Kinsey himself did not believe in calling anybody bisexual either, even if they took his test to figure out where they fell on the scale and they fell at three. And here's the thing that's interesting about this is that when you start getting into human sexuality, there is human sexuality in of itself is very interesting and very, we don't fully understand or comprehend it. Just like we don't fully understand the human brain and comprehend that. We don't even understand our own fucking bodies and all the hormones and chemicals and connections that are made. If that was the case, if we 100% had a grasp and handle on our physiological responses, on our hormones, on our brains, and how they worked down 
to the very fine, minute detail of a synopse, then we would have a cure for depression, anxiety, ADD, and a lot of other mental illnesses. It wouldn't be a thing because there would be a cure because we would understand where the glitch is and how to fix the glitch. But we don't. And everybody is different. And there's no one size fits all. And so, and one thing I've noticed in society is that it is completely acceptable for women to be bisexual and bi-curious. 100% way more accepted and way more tolerable than it is for men to be bi-curious or bisexual. If a man identifies as bisexual, and and here's the thing too, and even if a woman identifies as bisexual, if mainly if people identify as bisexual, then heterosexuals and homosexuals tend to go, you're bi-curious. You don't understand your sexuality. And when did we get so black and white? Even Kinsey himself, the fucking, like, father creator that really delved into and started really doing empirical data research on human sexuality, even he himself said, so I came up with this scale, this sliding scale, and even with these six layman categories with a seventh eh category, even with its zero to X, zero through six and X category, so making seven total, it still doesn't cover everybody's individual sexuality. And yet we're so quick to put labels on everybody and everything. And if you identify as bisexual, then you are, you're just you're just confused and you don't know. You're either straight or you're gay. And there is no in-between. Sorry, honey. And that's not the case. But when it does come to bisexuality or identifying as bisexual, it is more acceptable for women to be bi-curious or bisexual. Not so much for men. It's really not okay for men to be bisexual or vicarious. Which is why a lot of men will either say they're gay or they're straight. And they won't admit that they're bisexual until they feel really comfortable with whomever they are with. And more often than not, a straight guy will tend to seek out gay men or bisexual men because they feel more accepted in that in order to 
satisfy their curiosity and to experiment. And then, of course, a lot of straight men, too, typically tend to not be attracted to gay men. They're more attracted to a penis. Let's be real. You watch fucking porn, there's a lot of dick in it. And if you're whacking off, you're getting a boner and you're whacking off. Yes, there's a girl with, there's a hot fucking girl with her tits, ass, and pussy bouncing up and down on a cock. You're still seeing a fucking cock and you're still turned on by the act in which you are seeing, which is, and you're still turned on by the visual of what you're seeing because men are very visual creatures. That's the reason they pay for sex, they pay for porn, they pay for strip clubs. So, women are more emotional and more about that intimate connection, where men are typically more visual. So, that that being said, there's a sexualization of penises. It doesn't mean you're gay, and it and it's okay. Like... It is what it is. You can be attracted to whatever you want to be without having to put a fucking label on it. You can like prostate play and not be gay. So, or like prostate play and butt play and not be bisexual but be completely heterosexual. Like, the whole controversy when it came out that, like, everybody jokes around about fucking Kanye West back in the day. Which, back in the day, was, like, again, three to five years ago. About how he had mentioned something about anal play. And everybody was making fun of him for it. Do you not see the hypocrisy in that? And yet... Some of the people that were making fun of him for it and creating these fucking horrible memes that was very derogatory and very offensive to the LBG community and the LBGTQ plus community that actually sent back all the strides. Like, you take two steps forward and six steps backwards. Thank you for setting back the the movement. Some of these meme creators then turn around and say that yay went to pride week oh i'm a proud supporter of no when you make fucking jokes like that and you're making fun of somebody for their preference it is not You are not a supporter of the LBGDQ plus community. You are exactly that homophobic. Like, you are reinforcing those stereotypes. You are reinforcing that it is not okay for a man to admit what he enjoys without getting completely scrutinized and made fun of. If he enjoys prostate play... Okay. And here's my question. Have you ever tried it? Maybe you might enjoy it if you tried it. No, that's gay. But I thought that you don't have a problem with gay people. (laughs) Like, 
man, I don't know. And that's kind of what this controversy, this controversy brought to life for me. And it's something that I noticed. The mom mentality, the videos that were, everybody took Tati as fucking gospel. And then people are like, I don't understand what Jeffree Star, I don't understand Jeffree Star. And it's like, dude, take a look at their track records. Their actions and everything speak for themselves. Their histories. You have to take a look at that and take it into consideration. Yes, they have a history of, Jeffree Star has a history of being very controversial. And nothing wrong with that. It's just, has he really, my question, my personal question is, has he really grown? Because every single time he jumps in on a controversy or starts a controversy and Jeffree Star is involved in it, he always does an apology video and somehow manages to be a cat and land on his feet and nobody, everybody just forgives him and moves on and shrugs it off and forgets about it. But it's like, no, I keep seeing this and I'm just like, there is a pattern of behavior where he can get quite vicious and quite mean. And then with Tati, yeah, she doesn't really get involved in controversies or so she says, but she was the one that kind of, she has a video about Manny MUA and kind of outed him as a fake and fraud and like not a really nice person. And she herself has been involved as a commentator from the sidelines on some of the shit that's gone, some of the controversies that have gone on in the beauty community. Plus, not only that, she does have a history of being an actress. And so she knows how to make that connection with her audience. It was something she learned. It's a craft. It's an art. It's, it's like if Renee Zellweger was to become a YouTube personality and a social media influencer and then found herself in some controversy. We all know that she's an actress. We then start to question her authenticity because we know that she can cry on cue. We know that she knows tips and tricks to make herself happy or to like school her emotions and convey those emotions in a certain way. And so that's why understanding the players and everything typically tends like I want to research everything. I want to even research where they started, where they come from. Not necessarily down to their family, but I did find it very interesting that both of Tati's sisters are actresses and her father was a talent scout and that she herself did some acting work as well. And that right there, it doesn't necessarily make me question her authenticity and her, and if she's being genuine or disingenuine but it does not make me a hundred percent believe everything she says and I'm naturally cynical 
and naturally questioning. And so, especially when you give me reason to. And while her first video was very compelling, it was more shocking and really hit your emotions like, what? And either way, the one thing that I will give James Charles absolute credit for is that, and even Tati and Jeffree Star, but primarily Tati and James Charles, is that they both admitted that they stand 100% behind what they said. First reactions, videos, and apologies, and all, is that they stand behind what they said. And I just think we, as a society, need to, like, watch this for what it is. It's kind of interesting and entertaining but to before jumping on team Tati or team James just taking a step back and taking a moment and going okay what's really going on and like Let's just wait and see how, like, how this plays out. And let's just see if any more information, like, that's, I guess that's just it, is instead of jumping on the mob mentality bandwagon, because really what anybody who sent them any sort of hate messages or anything like that, you're no better than a cyber bully. And anybody that does and that in of itself is hypocritical if you're against if you do any anti-bullying bullshit and you support anti-bullying and yet here you are bullying behind the scenes fucking James Charles or Tati or Jeffree Star or anybody like all because of a fucking controversy just because they are well known throughout the world and have millions of followers does not mean that somehow it's okay to bully them. Bullying is bullying. Rape is rape. Abuse is abuse. Like, let's just be clear on that. And it all boils down to hate is hate. And mean is mean. And for anybody that tries to justify that behavior is just, and then gets called a hypocrite and gets offended or upset by it. Like you need to take a long, hard look at yourself and you need to just, and that's one thing too, just learning how to, humans are very emotional, but we also have a way of being rational and so when you find yourself in certain situations just stop breathe take a step back rant and rave in private 
get the emotions out of the way, and then come at it clear-headed and rational. And think, too, if your mom read those messages, or if your grandmother, or whoever you find important in your life that you hope would be proud of you, would they be proud of that, of your actions? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. (laughs) Like, just don't do it. If you wouldn't send those messages to your mom or your grandmother or your dad or your brother or like a a really close friend or family member, when you're upset with them, don't do it. So it's just, it brings up a lot of interesting points. So anyways, yeah, again, really rambly, really long. And that's my thought on it. And it does bring up some interesting points that we can delve into later episodes. So next episode, I am going to definitely be talking about some stripper shit. Because I've been wanting to do this for a while. I lost a little momentum in Steam because I got caught up in all this that's been going on for like the last week and a half, two weeks now. And I finally had some time to kind of speak on it. Did some really, and that's the worst part about this, the research that I did with all the stuff that I threw into this episode, I literally did that today with about two hours. Interrupted. Because it was my day off from work and I have kids. And I was doing laundry and housework while still kind of quickly putting this episode together, which is why it's a little rambly. So, boom, there you go. It doesn't take that long to research. It really does not. And I wish more people would actually do that, including actual news sites. Just a lot of the misinformation and a lot of the half-truths and emotional arguments that went into this and spurred this whole thing and spun it into what it was and what it became is just even more reason that we should all just kind of take a step back, run through our emotions and let them happen because you're allowed to feel your emotions. But then just once you get that emotional outburst out of the way, put yourself in timeout, go to your room, scream into a pillow. And then once you're done working through your emotions and you've cleared your head a little bit, then stop, take a moment and do your research before being a hundred percent reactionary. Trust me, after watching Tati's first video and then Jane Charles' video and then a few of the Snapchats and tweets that I saw of Jeffree Stars, I really wanted to do an episode, but like I wanted to do a reactionary episode right away, but then I was like, "Mm, no, let's mm, calm it down, crazy pants. And I just kind of stopped and here we are. So anyways, yeah. So next, if you've made it through this hellaciously long podcast episode, 
I applaud you. Next week's episode is going to be interesting because it's going to be the appropriation of stripper culture and why I personally think that's a little ridiculous. But but I can understand where people are coming from on it. So, all that being said, hope you all have a good night and a good day. And again, spread love, not hate. Not to sound cliche. Just think. And if it's not constructive criticism, then it's just straight hateful criticism and doesn't need to be shared. If it's constructive and you're trying to help somebody grow, fine. Okay. But until then, everybody be positive. Keep your heads up. It looks like this whole controversy is over and we can resume life as normal until something else happens. Hope y'all enjoy. See you next episode. Bye.